right. Um, so welcome to this podcast um, that we're doing here. My name is Sam Putney. Um, today, uh, I kind of want to talk a little bit about uh, just toxic masculinity and how that impacts uh, both men in general and uh, relationships, uh, specifically uh, relationships of a sexual nature. Um, so I think a, a good way to sort of get into this topic effectively is to really go over what toxic masculinity is and what it entails. So of course when you think of toxic masculinity you think of this kind of image of some a man who thinks that being dominant or aggressive or you know big and muscly um, are the like main desirable traits for a man and are very important to a man's self-image so to speak um it tends to promote kind of bro-ish kind of culture and potentially some stigmas such as uh, racism or homophobia you know like it's it's not a good thing necessarily um and i do want to point out early in this if you see if i'm talking about toxic masculinity and you see yourself in it i do advise you know really kind of thinking about it of course if you if you feel pressured to behave this way you don't have to behave this way it is not something to be proud of and i i really encourage people who think that they might act think that this is important and act in these specific ways to um do some self-reflection on that uh, particularly, uh, toxic masculinity can really impact both men's uh, personal mental health and how they work in sexual relationships. Um, I want to talk about the mental health thing first because I think it is uh, pretty important. Um, men have incredibly high suicide rates, uh, especially when compared to women, which is horrible. And I think a lot of it is on the, the social pressure of being kind of manly and you know not necessarily thinking oh yeah well mental health is not not something a man has to worry about you know what i'm saying and that that's one of the main reasons like toxic masculinity is such a wretched sort of institution or a stereotype however you want to kind of go about talking about it but it's just not, it's so much pressure on men in society to not even act, not even just toxic masculinity, but just to act manly and confident in yourself. That kind of feeds into toxic masculinity. And it's just, it's pressure. It's, it's a miserable way to live life. Like just being aggressive and dominant and not respecting other people. I don't, I don't understand the appeal behind that. You need to be able to stop and like self, self-reflect and you know, really think about being compassionate. You don't always have to be this aggressive kind of macho dude. Like, that's just not something that is necessary. And again, I think this leads really nicely into the sex thing, because again, this is not something that really benefits sex. Uh, You know, you'll hear all sorts of jokes about this, right? Like, you'll hear jokes about, oh yeah, well, he... He jackhammered me for 30 seconds and thought that was enough. And that is, that is a legitimate issue, um, of course. But it can also lead into a lot of other things, like rape culture, which is, you know, this horrible 
idea that, you know, dominant man, oh yeah, look at me, I'm in control here. Well, that's just not how sex works. It's just not, that's not what sex is. Sex is a mutually enjoyable exercise, ideally. Like, you know, obviously, you know, sometimes people have bad sex. But, but the goal is to make it beneficial for both parties. And if you're feeding into this idea of being dominating and, like, you know, really kind of slamming somebody around because you got to assert yourself, like, that's not sex. <laughs> to, to be blunt, you have to really learn about what your partner can take. If you are, for example, a well-endowed individual down there, um, like, you, you have to be careful. Because if you just jackhammer, you're going to slam into... The, it's not going to be comfortable for your partner without getting too graphic but it, it, it won't be it will not be pleasant you have to be careful and this idea again i keep going back to the idea of being aggressive and like macho about it but that really is the crux right like it it, it, it gives you this sort of macho man kind of oh yeah i gotta go hard well you don't have to get like that's just not what sex is. Sex is about enjoying it for both parties. And if if the if the woman isn't enjoying it, then that's not that's not good sex. <laughs> it doesn't matter what what you feel. It's not good sex if she doesn't feel good or is in pain, you know. Um, and that kind of brings me into my second point, which is how do we engage in open dialogue about this and kind of fix this issue? And I think a lot of it comes back to just making sure that if you're in a relationship with somebody who's showing these tendencies, you need to communicate that. And if you think you are showing these tendencies in a relationship, it's good to sit down and talk about it or take some time to self-reflect. The fact of the matter is, is that you have to communicate to yourself and to other people in your relationship, potentially, like what's working and what isn't. And if you're, in, if you're, if you're a, engaging in this idea of toxic masculinity chances are a lot of stuff isn't working like i i i, I gotta be real like it's like this aggressive nature that is per perpetuated is not super tenable in healthy relationships in my opinion um especially if that's being experienced in bed or in other facets of the relationship of course um an active dialogue about sex can really help this out. Like, yeah, it could be possible that someone's just trying to be super aggressive, but the sex, maybe the man isn't super experienced, you know? And even if they are engaging in this toxic masculinity, it's so good to talk to people about this. Good relationships rely on communication, and this, like, that applies to just friends to anything from, like, people having sex every day, right? Like, you need to talk to your partner. And that's something that toxic masculinity, A, doesn't really perpetuate because it's not seen as this manly thing to talk to people about stuff. And you need to talk to people about stuff. If you think that you're less of a man because you're engaging in your feelings or, you know, really spilling your guts or your problems onto somebody else, that's not, that's not, that doesn't make you less of a man. If anything, that makes you more of a man because you're being brave and talking about these issues with somebody that you hopefully trust. Another thing that really needs to be thought about is a more comprehensive sex education. 
Um, again, this idea of toxic masculinity draws a lot into, like, the men are supposed to be dominating, and, like, it, you know, if you're not a heterosexual male with a big penis, you're, you're nothing, right? Um, and a lot of that, uh, those misconceptions can be drawn back to potentially poor sex education, like, the, you know, how a vagina actually works with a penis because a lot of men don't know that a lot of men don't know where the clit is or don't realize that the g-spot isn't actually really a thing like it's not men in bad sex ad men don't won't know how to have good sex and make your partner enjoy it which is a travesty and you need good sex ed to really hammer this home um and the other thing is that sex ed can also be wrapped into perpetuating the idea that it's okay to be gay, frankly. That, like, that's a big part of toxic masculinity, like, the idea that being gay is somehow less manly. Like, but people do get, have this impression, and, like, if, if it is, if people are educated in this stuff at an earlier age, like, if you have sex education... At a younger age. Like, I would honestly advocate for it starting in fifth grade. Like, that's that's when I had my first taste of sex ed, officially. And I consider my sex education to be pretty robust. Fortunately, I was lucky. And, like, when we started in fifth grade, it wasn't, like, super comprehensive, but we got to know, like, the basics. And I think if you specifically, at that early age, hammer home the idea that it is okay to not be heterosexual. That it is okay to have a different gender identity or be attracted to somebody of the same gender as you. Like, that is such an important point here. Because it's it's a big part of toxic masculinity that, like, you know, it, it's it's not manly to not be heterosexual. And, and that's just not true. And we need to really step away from that stigma. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a, a big problem that is still permeating even though it is getting better and it's just gotta it's gotta be taught earlier i think that's the solution um as a little bit of an overview on toxic uh masculinity again if you see yourself like doing these kinds of things and you think maybe you need to take a step back or you are feeling these kinds of anxieties like just go talk to people like go talk to people about it and like really take a step back and reflect on yourself you don't have to be this macho, aggressive, like, ridiculous individual to be manly. That's not what being a man is. Like, and it's actively damaging to the psyche of yourself and those around you. So I highly encourage self-reflection. You can get help. Seriously. Um, yeah, uh... That's this podcast. My name is Sam Platney, and thank you for listening.